segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast uh today i'll be hosting uh james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man what's up all right today we have something special for you actually uh we have a fantasy hockey mock draft standard uh 10 category leagues uh we did it through yahoo it was a 12 team draft uh we selected our teams and we're just going to go through this mock draft and i guess we'll just talk about our teams how does that sound Sounds good. All right. So you had the second overall pick, obviously the draft snakes. So then you'd have the second last pick in the next round. And then I had the seventh pick. So um, we'll just go through the draft now. Uh, round uh, one, uh, the first uh, guy off the board was Connor McDavid. And then you were up and you took Leon Dreisaitl. I guess t- just talk to us about that pick. So uh, the guy going first, he was taking a little long. So I thought, Maybe he was going to go for another strategy, draft Andre Vasilevsky, and then I'd have a chance on Connor McDavid. He ended up uh, doing what most people would do, drafting Connor McDavid. So next best thing, Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, for sure. Next best scorer in the league. Um, in the last three years, he scored the second most points behind Connor McDavid. He's pretty safe in terms of covering categories as well. Uh, really solid, in my opinion. Uh, and then Nathan McKinnon went off the board, Nikita Kucherov, then Austin Matthews, and then Andre Vasilevsky. And then I was up. Um, there are a few options here. There was uh, David Pasternak, Miko Rantanen, and Brad Marchand in terms of forwards and a couple defensemen. I just went with David Pasternak. I mean, I feel like uh, between him and Rantanen, I, I kind of like Pasternak to stay healthier. Uh, he also has solid line mates. Not that Rantanen doesn't, but... I feel like Pasternak's, uh, you know, goal ceiling is a little bit higher. Uh, honestly, they're, they're very similar players. You could go either way. I just went with Pasternak. I like that better. Um, Rantanen went next, obviously. Brad Marchand. Then Kale McCarr went off the board at 10. Artemi Panarin. And then Alex Ovechkin to round out the first round. Um, then round two, Patrick Kane went off the board. Mitch Marner, Sebastian Ajo. Uh, Alexander Barkov, then Jonathan Huberdeau, and then my pick was back up. I went with Sidney Crosby. Uh, he dropped a couple spots, so I thought it was pretty much a no-brainer to take him there um, at pick six in round two. Um, you know, pair him with Pasternak, two solid forwards to start the draft. You can't go wrong there. Uh, then Braden Point went off the board. Then Mika Zibanejad, Brady Kachuk, Andrei Svechnikov, and then Nate, you went with Robin Lehner. I guess just talk to us about that. So I guess I decided to kind of start on the whole goalie thing. Um, Robin Lehner, he was kind of like um, within um, like where my picks would be. So I wasn't really reaching too too far for him. So I just decided to pick him. Yeah, I mean, with Marc-Andre Fleury gone, he's the starter in Vegas. We know how good Vegas is. Um, you had the second best goalie off the board. Honestly, uh, nothing to be ashamed of. Solid pick. Uh, and then John Carlson went off the board to finish round two, moving to round three. Um, Adam Fox went off the board. And then you went goalie again. You took Darcy Kemper. I guess explain to us uh, what your strategy was. So I thought maybe I can kind of get the goalies out of the way first, and then I can just um, work on other positions later. So I decided to go with Darcy Kemper. 
So yeah, you went with a little bit of a riskier strategy. Obviously, if you draft well, it definitely can pay off. And then you're pretty solid in terms of goaltending. Obviously, goaltending takes up four categories. So you definitely don't want to mess around there. Um, after that, um, Igor Shesterkin went off the board, Kirill Kaprizov, then Gabriel Landeskog, then Jake Gensel. And then falling right into my lap was Victor Hedman. I don't know how that happened. He's one of the top three defensemen in fantasy and in hockey in general. Uh, it was a must pick for me. Get him as my number one defenseman. I don't have anything to worry about after that. He's going to be really solid. Uh, then Connor Hellebuck went off the board after Max Pacioretty, Matthew Kachuk, Alex Dabrinkit, and then Steven Stamkos to round up round three. Then into round four, Patrice Bergeron, Frederick Anderson, Dougie Hamilton, then Mark Stone, and then Mark Shifley. Then my pick was up. I went with uh, Elias Pettersson. Um, honestly, he kept dropping a little bit, maybe because of the whole contract negotiation thing, but he his contract should be done before the season starts. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, normally I don't go two centers within the first four rounds. When guys keep falling like that, you just try and take value where you can get it. Um, I mean, then you can always just trade for another position later if you have too much of anything. So definitely want to take the value. He's a young forward. He definitely can continue to ascend uh, in terms of points. And yeah, he's the number one center in Vancouver. Nothing else much to say about that. Uh, and then John Tavares went off the board. Roman Yossi, Quinn Hughes, Spencer Knight. And then Nate, you went with Alex Petrangelo. Just talk to us about that pick. So he was kind of... Um within my my draft position i thought like why not get a really solid defenseman early yeah i mean he definitely should be drafted as a top defenseman on your fantasy team uh, he's going within the top like six or seven defensemen he pretty much contributes in every category so pretty solid pick uh, and then aaron ekblad went off the board uh, then we moved to round five kyle connor off the board and then you took mark andre Fleury. so you locked up three main goalies for your team i guess just talk to us about your strategy there yeah so i guess it was just kind of um the last part of wanting to i guess get get all the goalies out of the way and then just focus on all the other positions i guess you felt that there wasn't as much value for goalies further down and you just i guess wanted to get the cream of the crop in terms of the position pretty much yeah, so I feel like uh, you went with a little bit more of a risk-taking strategy, and then I went with more of a balanced overall strategy. But honestly, either works if you do them right in terms of drafting. So I guess just moving through, we'll see um, how everything works out for you. Um, and then just getting to the picks after that, Darnell Nurse off the board, uh, Johnny Gaudreau off the board, Jack Campbell, JT Miller. And then it was down to... My pick uh, at number seven, Simeon Varlamov was sitting right there. So I selected him as my number one goalie. Obviously, he's great in terms of averages. He will get you wins. Uh, he plays for an Islanders team that just doesn't allow a lot of goals in general. So you know, his stats are, are, will always be solid for you in fantasy. You'll get shutouts as well. Pretty much a no-brainer for me for, from there. And then uh, Nikolai Ehlers after me, uh, Shea Theodore, Tyson Berry, Morgan Riley, and Ilya Sorokin off the board. So now we move to round six. Uh, Brock Besser off the board, UC Saros, Miro Heiskinen, Tyler Sagan, and Seth Jones. 
And then uh, Charlie McAvoy, like, I don't know. It seemed like a lot of these picks were just falling right into my lap. I don't know if you experienced the same thing, but Charlie McAvoy just pretty much fell into my lap. I got my second defenseman. I mean, this guy's going to play in almost every situation for Boston. He's going to be on the ice, going to get points, going to be on the power play. You can pretty much get everything you want from him. He could even be a number one defenseman for your team, um, depending on how well he plays. And I mean, I got him as my number two, so I'll, I'll take that. Um, Carey Price went right after me. Uh, Rope Hints, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Neil Pionk, and then Nate, you took uh, Matthew Barzell, I guess. Just talk to us about that. Yeah, so I guess I decided to um, start filling out the center position next. So uh, Matthew Barzell is pretty solid, so I went with him. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. Um, I mean, a lot of the centers were falling right in our laps. Barzell is a perfect example of that. You just take the value while you can get it. Uh, Jack Eichel went off the board next, then Cam Talbot, and then Nate, you took Andre Palat. Uh, just talk to us about that pick. Yeah, so I guess with that, I wanted to, I guess, get the left wingers out of the way. And um, Andre Palat, he's on Tampa Bay. Um, you can pretty much, you can't really go wrong with anybody on Tampa Bay, so I just picked him up. Yeah, I mean, the plus minus is going to be solid. He plays on such a solid line. Uh, with Point and Kucherov. So, yeah, you're right. You can't go wrong there. Then continuing in round seven, uh, Elias Lindholm off the board, uh, Nick Backstrom off the board, uh, Anders Lee, then Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and then I was up again. And Ilya Samsonov pretty much fell in my lap as well, another goalie. So that's my second goalie there. He's the starter for Washington. We know Washington wins a lot of games. He's going to get wins. Uh, his averages dipped a little bit last year, but he had to deal with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So it should be prop back right right back up this year um so yeah i feel pretty confident with him as my second goalie um then sam reinhardt went off the board chris letang then nick suzuki jacob chikrin and then philip grubauer so now we move to round eight um alex radilov off the board jonathan marshall jeff petrie linus olmark and peter Morazic, and then uh came right to me um i needed a solid left winger I see Jason Robertson there, of course, one of the finalists for Rookie of the Year. is really solid for the Dallas Stars. Uh, just picked him right up. He should continue to ascend as a young forward. I definitely like what I'm getting with him. So in round eight, being able to get him, I feel like that's pretty solid. Um, then TJ Oshie went off the board after me. Anze Kopitar, Kevin Lankin, and, and Tony D'Angelo. And then, Nate, we get to you. You take uh, Martin Natchez off the board. I guess, what are your thoughts on that pick? I guess um, he's dual eligible at both center and right wing. I needed a, uh, a right wing guy. And um, Carolina was pretty solid. Martin Nietzsche is also a pretty solid player. So, yeah. Yeah, um, you really can't go wrong. He pretty much had a breakout year last year. He's playing with some solid forwards, like you said. So, um, it's a pretty good pick there. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood off the board to finish round eight. Then moving to round nine, uh, Braden Shen off the board. And then, uh, Nate, you were next. You took Cole Caulfield, um, you know, taking him as a rookie. I guess, what are your thoughts with this pick? Um, he had, um, I guess, his projected stats were pretty good, even for a rookie. And um, I felt like maybe he could be uh, another pretty solid right winger. Yeah, I mean, we saw how he played in the playoffs. He played really well. Um you're probably just assuming it's going to translate to the regular season. I mean, he's one of the favorites for rookie of the year. I guess you can't go wrong uh, with taking sort of the upside there. Definitely in keeper leagues, you want to target him as well. Um, and then Drake Batherson went off the board after Jordan Bennington, 
Thatcher Demko and Tori Krug. And then I took Ryan O'Reilly. I know you might say, oh, he already has three centers, but I just kind of felt like Ryan O'Reilly, he just kept slipping. Like he, he was supposed to go around fifth or sixth round, got him in the ninth round. I mean, yeah, if three guys are playing on Saturday, of course, I'm going to start Crosby and Pedersen most likely, depending on the categories I need. But I guess Ryan O'Reilly, he's solid. I mean, you got to take the value. I tried to take a lot of value in this draft. Uh, that's definitely something I was really looking forward to. So yeah, um, taking a guy um, like Ryan O'Reilly there in round nine, um, it doesn't hurt my lineup. I already have solid players in other positions. So I was like, why not? And then, yeah, Blake Wheeler went off the board right after me. Um, Sam Bennett, uh, and then uh, Sean Couturier, Drew Doughty, and then John Klingberg. So it looks like a run of defensemen because moving to round 10, Zach Wierenski went off the board. So three defensemen in a row. Uh, then Zach Hyman, Kevin Fiala, William Nylander, and David Perron. I saw the defensemen going off the board. So I just took a look at the, the defense, see who's available. I see Ryan Ellis there. I mean, he's moving to Philadelphia and he's supposed to be you know, potentially the, the top guy for the power play. We saw what he did in Nashville. I'm like, yeah, let me just take him. So uh, I took Ryan Ellis, my third defenseman. I don't have any pressure uh, for top stats um, as I have two guys ahead of him. So I feel like it was a pretty good pick for me. Uh, then Mackenzie Weger went off the board to so another defenseman. Uh, then Cal Peterson, Thomas Shabbat, Dominic Kubalik. And then Nate, you went with Evgeny Malkin. I guess talk to us about that pick. Yeah, so I guess I wanted to kind of finish off, um, I guess, getting another center. And um, Pittsburgh's also a pretty good team. I feel like Malkin's going to get uh, some decent exposure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the reason people shy away from Malkin is because he always misses some games every year. But if you get him for at least 60 games, he's putting up top-level points. Uh, he can almost score at the same pace as Sidney Crosby. It's The only question has just been health, so... Uh, he probably fell to you in the draft. And I mean, I wouldn't fault you for taking him. He's really solid. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko went right after. Uh, then we moved to round 11. Andre Burakovsky off the board. And then um, even Provorov, uh, you took him, I guess. Uh, just give me your thoughts on that pick. So I was a little short on defense. I only drafted one defense at this point in the draft. So I'm... I had to, I guess, take someone and I guess uh, Provorov, he's a pretty um, offensive um, defender. So I ended up taking him. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely an offensive defender and you'll definitely get a lot of points from him in fantasy. Um, just moving on, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen went after you. Then Mikhail Sergachev, so another run on defense there. Uh, Patrick Laine, Jared Spurgeon, and then it was my pick. Um, you already had your three goalies locked up. I see Sergei Bobrovsky there. I'm like, I need to lock him as my third goalie. He's going to get at least half of the starts in Florida. They should be a solid team. Uh, he had a pretty good bounce back here last year. So I was like, I need to get him on my team. Um, then Joe Pavelski went off the board. Uh, Vitek Vanacek, uh, Carter Hart, Tristan Jari, Ty Smith. Uh, then we moved to round 12. Sam Gerrard, Jack Hughes. Carter Verhage, Devon Taves, Jacob Markstrom. And then I grabbed Brian Rust. Of course, he can play both wing spots. He plays for Pittsburgh. He's one of these category coverage guys where he'll get you shots, hits, goals. He even plays on the power play. I don't know how he fell that far in the draft. I got him in round 12. He should be going around round 9 or 10. Um, definitely a really solid pickup, in my opinion. And then uh, moving through the rest of the round, 
Matt Dumba off the board, Pavel Buzhnevich off the board, um, Oliver Ekman Larson, Vincent Trocek, and then Nate, you went with Thomas Hurdle. I guess just talk to us about this pick. Yeah, so I guess I uh, decided to go with a another um, left winger, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you definitely want to fill up your positions. Thomas Hurdle plays on pretty much the top line. Or he'll center the second line on his own. So he's definitely really solid. He plays on top power play for the Sharks. Can't go wrong there. Um, then Vince Dunn went off the board to finish round 12. We moved to round 13, uh, where Jeremy Swayman went off the board. And then, Nate, you went with Mark Giordano. I guess just talk to us about this. Yeah, so I guess I thought um, maybe I could take a chance on, uh, I guess, a player on a new team. So I guess I decided to go with uh, Giordano. Yeah, for sure. He's going to be playing some big minutes in Seattle, so he should be productive for fantasy. Uh, then Jacob Truba went off the board, Alex Nedeljkovic, Justin Falk, and then Philip Forsberg, who was going to be my pick as he had kept falling there. Um, seeing that he went off the board, I just went with Tom Wilson. I mean, this guy, um, he pretty much gets every single category for you in fantasy. He's on Washington, so his plus minus will be good. He plays on the power play. He gets shots. He gets lots of hits, goals, assists, whatever you need. He's going to get it. So I'm like, to put behind Pasternak at right wing, why not? So uh, I feel like that that was a, a good pick there. Um, Taylor Hall went off the board after. Alec Martinez, John Gibson, Tyler Toffoli, and then Bo Horvat to finish the round. Then we moved to round 14. Uh, Capo Kakinen off the board. Jake Muzzin. Uh, Tivo Teravainen, uh, Jake Ottinger, and Colton Pareko. Then I was up, um, and I took Brent Burns. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on him because he did have a rougher season last year. Um, I feel like over an 82-game season, he can put up at least 50 points as his defenseman, which is really solid uh, for fantasy. Um, the only thing you got to watch is the plus-minus, but outside of that, he's going to score on the power play. He gets goals. Um, he'll get probably a lot of shots he might even lead the san jose sharks in shots as a defenseman there's a possibility so i like brent burns for that i feel like i got a lot of value there um then after me uh ryan strom off the board uh ryan pollock uh, jamie ben tim stutzel and then nate you took anthony mantha i guess talk to us about that um i liked his uh dual eligibility he's on washington so he should get um decent exposure as well yeah, for sure. Um, ever since he got to Washington, he's just been really solid uh, coming in that trade from Detroit. So I definitely like his upside as well. Uh, then Jake Voracek went off the board after that. Uh, we moved to round 15 where Chris Kreider comes off the board first. And then, Nate, you take Brendan Gallagher. So you got two right wingers from Montreal, I guess. Uh, what's your opinion on this pick? Um, I guess I was uh, thinking maybe I can get a defenseman last and try to go for a more offense, kind of um, extend more of the offensive um, stats side of my team. So I ended up going with Gallagher. Yeah, and I guess Gallagher is one of those guys who get you shots, who get you hits, I guess chipping in different categories. And then you don't even need to put him in your starting lineup. He can just come up, kind of come off the bench for you, if anything. So it's not like you're under a lot of pressure there. Um, and then after you, I guess, Elvis Musleekins went off the board, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, Justin Schultz, Chris Drieger. And then I took Jacob Verana, who was the other guy in that Anthony Mantha trade. You went with Mantha. I went with Verana. Obviously, he's not dual eligible. He just plays left wing. 
But I guess the way he finished the end of last season, I feel like he could be a breakout guy for Detroit this year. I definitely want to capitalize on that. You definitely want to target guys in, in the late rounds that could break out. So he's one of the guys that I really liked. Uh, and then Radko Gudis went off the board, who I think was the guy that you were going to target. Of course, a hit specialist. Uh, Pat Hornquist, another one of those guys. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Brandon Tanev, and then Victor Arvidsson. Then we move to the final round, round 16. Evander Kane off the board, Rasmus Dahlin, Kirby Doc, Claude Giroux, Matthias Ekholm. Then I went with Eric Carlson. I mean, he's the other defenseman in San Jose. They're paying both of these guys, Burns and Carlson, a lot of money to score a lot of points. This is the make or break year for these two guys. Might as well take advantage of it. Get them two out of the final three picks. All defensemen, they could all break out. They're both Norris-level defensemen uh, previously, so uh, might as well just take the value while I can get it. Uh, Cam Atkinson off the board after. Duncan Keith, Connor Garland, Oliver Wallstrom. And then you took Adam Lowry. Um, I guess just talk to us about that pick. So this pick was like more or less a mistake. I was just, I was actually trying to go for a defenseman instead. And I clicked um, Adam Lowry by accident pretty much. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, I guess, one of those guys that um, if you do draft him, probably in a deeper league, um, or if you draft him, it, it was a mistake on the last pick, so you don't even need to worry. You just drop him and pick up a defenseman. No defenseman went after you anyways. Uh, John Gabriel Paggio was the last pick of the draft. So right after the draft, you drop him and you pick up a defenseman. Um, I don't know who was left on the board. Um, I think Ekholm went. There was probably a couple other guys. Maybe Jamie Drysdale was there. You take a shot on him because he's a rookie, that kind of thing. So, yeah, we approached the end of our draft. Uh, solid 16-round, uh, 12-team draft, 10-category uh, leagues. Uh, this was in Yahoo. So I'll start with you, Nate. I guess go through your team. I guess just list off the players, and I guess just talk about the things you like about your team. So my players are uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Robin Lehner, Darcy Kemper, Alex Petrangelo, Marc-Andre Fleury, Matthew Barzell, Andre Pallet, Martin Nietzsche, Cole Caulfield, Evgeny Malkin, um, Ivan Provorov, Thomas Hurdle, Mark Giordano, Anthony Mantha, Brandon Gallagher, and Adam Lowry. Um, I guess um, something that I liked was um, all the goalies. I guess because I ended up getting goalies early, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to worry too much like week to week about who I'm playing. Um, I should be able to keep up in terms of goalie stats. Um, Dry sidle. I ended up. I had a high position. I was like uh, picking from second in the first first round. So, um, Dry sidle's a really solid pick. Um, hopefully, you there's a chance you could get Connor McDavid if for whatever reason they decided to go for a different strategy, but. Most likely, if somebody has the first pick, they're taking McDavid. So dry sidle is the next best thing. Yeah, for sure. I guess one thing I noticed about your team is, I guess when you took three goalies early, I think it hurt your defense later on. I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I wasn't expecting so many people to take defense. I, I think um, once when I took, when, when I took um, Marc-Andre Fleury, there were, there were like, basically a flurry of defenses getting uh, drafted. I guess people decided um, at that point in the drafts, um, they thought maybe now was the time to pick defense and it ended up being like most of the people in the draft. So I ended up having to kind of scramble a little bit to find people. 
Yeah, for sure. It's just one of those things where you try different draft strategies as you're mock drafting. And if it doesn't work out, then it's definitely something that you're not going to try for the next time. Um, probably taking two goalies is a good idea if you want to draft goalies early, that, but then probably wait on that third one. And because I think defenseman does start to run dry as, as people definitely want to target them. Um, I'll just get to my team now. Um, the team I drafted from the seventh spot, uh, David Pasternak, Sidney Crosby, Victor Hedman, Elias Pettersson, Semyon Varlamov, Charlie McAvoy, Ilya Samsonov, uh, Jason Robertson, Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan Ellis, Sergey Bobrovsky, Brian Russ, Tom Wilson, Brent Burns, Jacob Verana, and Eric Carlson. I, I'm really satisfied with this team. I think I got, um, you know, uh, bits and pieces uh, in different areas that I really like. Of course, Pasternak and Crosby is a solid one-two at uh, forward. Um, having Hedman as my top defenseman, and then with McAvoy behind him, I like that. Uh, Varlamov and Samsonov, solid goalies, both of them. Uh, they play for teams that, you know, they don't allow too many goals. So, um, yeah, I like them. Um, definitely got a lot of value with certain picks, uh, like the Ryan O'Reilly pick where he just fell to me. Brian Ross, same thing. Um, and then just taking those late shots, like I mentioned, Jacob Ferrana, young forward, you take a shot with him. Um, Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, two guys that you look for a bounce back with. So I, I kind of felt like, you know, take a shot. If one of them doesn't work out, you just drop them, you pick up someone else, someone else. And then the other one will probably work out as they're both uh, really high skilled defensemen. So yeah, outside of that, I, I feel like I like my team. I know they don't give draft grades uh, for fantasy hockey, but I probably wouldn't trust my draft grade overall. Um, I guess if you like your team, uh, you should be, you know, pretty, pretty set uh, when it comes to the season. Obviously, look out for the waiver. We always give those kind of waiver wire uh, pickups. Um, I mean, we were helping uh, people, you know, win leagues like Connor, Carter Verhage, Martin Natchez, Ratko Gudis. These are guys we were talking about every week. Um, like, I don't know, Nate, do you have any other thoughts, I guess, about the draft or, you know, pickups or, or whatever? I guess, especially in like 12 team leagues, there's always going to be guys on the waiver wire that you can kind of take a look at. Even if you end up like um, making some mistakes like me, you don't have enough um, defensemen. Um, you can just kind of go to the waiver wire, look for a defenseman who's uh, kind of under undervalued and then just pick him up. Yeah, for sure. Um, like most of these leagues, uh, the, there's going to be people on the waiver. Um, defense, maybe not as much. Uh, at the beginning of the year, for sure, you will get some, but it will thin out as the season goes along. But there's always forwards. Uh, goalies, it just depends on the size of your league. Um, but yeah, we're going to be here. We're going to have all the waiver wire pickups for you. And yeah, this was just, I guess, an example of a mock draft. Uh, sort of, you, you drafted from sort of an end spot. I drafted from sort of more of a middle spot when it comes to drafting. So I guess um, two different teams from two different spots. Uh, hopefully that's that's helpful heading into draft season as most leagues have probably already started drafting or they will be drafting in the coming weeks. So I guess it's definitely um, something to look forward to. And I guess, Nate, do you have any last thoughts? Uh, not really any last thoughts for me. Yeah, I think everything's pretty straightforward. So uh, yeah, this was um, the mock draft for everything NHL. Uh, it was great to, you know, uh, do up a, a mock draft, you know, see how our teams landed. And 
um yeah that that was pretty much the episode and i really enjoyed it i know nate you enjoyed it um yeah just make sure you follow us on instagram and twitter at fan fan podcast uh check out the podcast on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. make sure you like subscribe share hit the bell for notifications on youtube leave us a review all that good stuff And yeah, um, that's going to be the end of this mock draft episode. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.